When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to a special bonus episode of Character Creation Spotlight, everyone. In this bonus segment, we'll be shining a light on some current or up-and-coming games to keep an eye out for. I'm your host, Ryan, and today we are welcoming Kevin Petker to talk about Princess World, a PBTA game about girls who rule. Welcome to Character Creation Spotlight, Kevin. It's really great to have you here. Hi, Ryan. It's really great to be here, too. I'm really glad we could get this to work out. Absolutely. So, Kevin, could you start us off with first telling us a bit about yourself and what sort of projects you have going on right now? Sure, sounds good. Um, I am a Canadian expat who is currently living in Boston. Uh, we tr- I travel a lot with my family. We follow my wife's career wherever it takes us. So uh, it's fortunate that my abilities are portable. Uh, so I do okay. IT consulting and uh, game design. Oh, very nice. And I'm currently working on a game called Princess World, a game of girls who rule, which was inspired by my, at the time, three and a half year old daughter. As well, I've got a game of modern medical drama called The Ward, which is out as an ash can with uh, Magpie Games. Very nice. I've heard so many good things about The Ward. Yeah, I really enjoy it. That came from uh, some really good experiences and interviews with some of my wife's colleagues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that one, too. Uh, yeah, I... I I had to make a choice. Do I do my medical game first or do I do my daughter's game first? And she kind of chose for me. I mean, you kind of have to at that point, right? Exactly. Her pitch was, her pitch was very strong. Um, we actually do a recording of it. We did a recording of it for the Kickstarter video. So if you want to hear the origin story of Princess World, uh, it's on the Kickstarter. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I cannot wait. Well, Let's go ahead uh, and get into this. Uh, Since this is an abridged version of our normal format, uh, we'll just be sticking to the highlights of the system uh, with a special focus on character creation. Uh, So without further ado, how about we find out what this game is all about? Sounds good. What's in a game? All right. Uh, Could you start us off by telling us a bit about the core concept of Princess World? Well, the core concept of Princess World is that it is, as it says, uh, a game of girls who rule. I wanted a game that my daughter would enjoy playing when she's a little bit older. So the sort of core demographic I was looking at was girls age 9 to 13. Mm. So what I did is I put together some focus groups and I interviewed girls age 9 to 13 to find out what they wanted in a game. Mm Mm-hmm. And basically what it all boiled down to is they wanted to have characters that looked cool and could do cool stuff. Oh, yeah. So my daughter and I brainstormed the types of princesses that would be cool and do cool stuff. Mm -hmm. And we were able to get together a a group of nine core princesses that explore sort of different aspects of princesshood. It's not all just crowns and gowns. There is the skateboard princess, who uh, is definitely not one for the ballroom, but definitely one for uh, (laughs) racing down hills and and jumping over their opponents. Mm -hmm. 
So basically, the different princesses have to work together despite their differences and uh, deal with problems that are within princess world itself. They don't rule their kingdoms yet, mm-hmm. but they have sort of the power and agency to go out and fix things and sort of put their mark on the world. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a, a like a very uh, She-Ra uh, in the Princesses of Power vibe. She-Ra would be a, is an excellent example of what Princess World could do. Um, mm-hmm. That would be a much more sort of focused take on the game, which is yeah. possible. But generally, each of the princesses comes from a realm that not, isn't necessarily in peril, but could yeah. be. I mean, the, the setting is actually generated by the players, all the players, including the Game Master, uh, oh, nice. during initial character creation and as the game progresses. Uh, you know, I love that collaborative world building. Oh, I love it too. It's I, I find there's so much more buy-in from all the players. Uh huh. And as the the game master in uh, Princess World is called the Weaver, and it mm. it makes a point of saying that this is not their story. They're there yeah. to help the story come together. Um, so that's what I really enjoy. That's really cool. So, uh, what sort of uh, settings usually come about uh, when people? Uh, go to collaborate on their settings for the, for this game. We should get some very fantastical settings, uh, which are neat. There's a lot of genre mixing in Princess World. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to feel uh, sort of constrained by just fantasy tropes. Uh, you can go into science fiction. You can go into real life. You can go into very bizarre uh, sort of creative endeavors. We had one game where there was a proper princess, which is what most people think of as a princess. Okay. But she was a proper princess of the beehive realm. So she was like a sub-queen bee, and their country or kingdom was completely different than what you would expect of any kind of uh, thing. They didn't use words to communicate, they used pheromones. So they had to have translator systems for when non-bee or non-insect people came. So it was really neat. It's very different. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, So what do characters do in this game then? Generally, what happens at the start of a session of Princess World is that the players collaborate a bunch of possible problems that are facing Princess World. Then the princess council is called together, which is the player characters, and they have to decide what needs to be addressed. And as they play the session, they will determine whether the problems are linked or whether they're separate things. Uh, and they will try to solve them or come to some kind of, uh, I guess, uh, agreement with maybe maybe the opposition is right. Maybe the, the princesses have to be the ones that change. But that's hmm. what you'll play to find out. That's really cool. I love that a lot. So what sort of materials then do we need to play Princess World? Uh, You'd need the playbooks that come with the game. You need Mm -hmm. colored pens, pencils, or or pencil crayons. Because one of the most important things in Princess World is your color. Every Mm -hmm. character or every player picks a favorite color for their character. Mm -hmm. And everything they do in the game is written in that color if it's true. That's true with a capital T. Okay. And you'll need dice. You'd need probably a lot of paper and cue cards and things to take notes on, as there's a lot of note-taking and passing around during the game. You create truths as the game progresses, and you often hand them to other players so they can utilize them to improve their characters. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a really kind of a, a unique concept. I haven't heard of that before. It's similar, perhaps, to like aspects in Fate. Okay. Except you actually write them down. Often you can make moves that will create opportunities for other characters, mm-hmm. and you write it down what it is so they can sort of weave it into the narrative. As well, some truths are unpleasant, which means they're written in the basic game. They're written in black. So these oh. are kind of your detriments. So okay. if you're if you if let's say the warrior princess, you've lost a weapon. You might the weaver might write down you've lost one weapon on a piece of paper and hand it to them. Just a little note card. And anytime they have to worry about, I need two weapons to do this. Well, you don't have that. Right. Oh, that's but, interesting. 
But then if they rectify the situation, you just toss the uh, the paper into the recycling bin. Oh, I, I guess that works. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, so what sort of characters can people make in this game then? Generally, you can make almost anything you can imagine. I know that sounds super lame and broad, but there has been <laughs> such incredibly diverse princesses within each playbook. There are nine archetype princesses uh, in the core rules, uh, which range from like the proper princess, who is your normal well, not normal, I guess, but the sort of princess. When someone says the word princess, you often have a vision in your mind mm. of someone in a, in a gown with a crown, maybe a scepter. That's the proper princess. Yeah. Um, but it ranges. There's the space princess, who potentially is a science fiction princess. There is the shadow princess, who is sneaky and stealthy. Um, there's even the pauper princess, a princess who's lost, basically lost her realm, lost almost everything, except she's still a princess. Mm -hmm. And then within those, you can create... As I said, with a proper princess, we've had like the queen of the beehive princess. We had a business executive princess. Her realm was very hierarchical, but it was all about like maintaining order in business. So she wore a business suit with a oh, crown. Nice. <laughs> That's really cool. So can we go over the steps of what we need to do for uh, creating the character? For sure. Um, it's on each playbook is listed the steps you need to take. Once you've picked a playbook, the very first mm -hmm. thing you do is you pick your favorite color. Ooh. And this is the color you'll be using on your playbook when you're writing down truths. And it's also the color you'll use if you're putting truths into the world or if you're putting them on other people's characters. Mm -hmm. Once you've done that, you uh, choose a name. Mm -hmm from a little list or you make up one yourself. Uh, and after that, you then express truths about your character. Every character has four sort of essential truths that establish their narrative power and strength in the game. Okay. And each playbook has a different list. So if we give, for an example, the proper princess, she expresses four truths. And these truths are a truth about her crown, her gown, her scepter, and herself. And these are simple narrative statements, usually a single sentence that um, the player can, can draw on in the game. Hmm. So, for example, there's a proper princess and she her father was an inventor. So the truth about her crown was simply this. My father has made many upgrades to my crown. Hmm. And that's all it says on her character sheet. But that means she can say, oh, I think I have a translator module. And then she could potentially roll to see if she has a translator module that oh, her father nice. may have put in the crown. So this gives, we call it narrative unpacking in the game. Mm -hmm. So you've got this little box and you can see what you can pull out of it during the game. You're not limited by, uh, by a single piece of equipment or something like that. You are looking at it from a story. What could a character in a story pull out of their crown that has upgrades? What could yeah. a warrior princess who's got a sword that came from the Dragon King. What would that mean? So a lot of the game is about um, exploring the meanings of words and, and being creative with what you've written down. Now, occasionally okay. a truth can be expressed to the table. When you express truth, you tell everyone at the table that you're playing with what it is before you write it down, because they can judge whether it's unpleasant or not. Hmm. And if it's an unpleasant truth, you write it in black instead of your color. Yeah. And that means it causes trouble or has the potential to cause trouble, or it might be something that's bad, mm -hmm. or it might be just something that's like a real annoying thing. So there was a pirate princess and she said about her weapon is I have a sword that can cut through anything. Mm. And everyone at the table was like, oh, awesome, cool, sweet. Except one player goes, that sounds really dangerous. Yeah. And as soon as one player says that, it's immediately unpleasant. Uh-oh. 
but the the player then has the opportunity to sort of rephrase the truth if they want to. If they want yeah. to have trouble for their character, they keep it and write it in black. But if they want to change it or they feel that they didn't want it to be trouble, then they can rephrase it. So that player then said, okay, I have a sword that can cut through anything except it's scabbard. Oh. And then anyone at the table nodded their head and go, okay, that's cool. At least there's some way to stop it if someone else gets their hands on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's pretty neat. So yeah, that's I, been, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I I, I can see uh, like a lot of the narrative impl implications of that. That's that's really cool. So if we go back to the the sword that can cut through anything, yeah. So if you're fighting like a giant monster, it can cut through its armor. If you are facing the gates of the great kingdom, you can cut through that. Mm -hmm. But in the game we were playing, where the the pirate princess had that weapon, later on in the game, the proper princess asked this question, and I've said this a lot at conventions, so I'm sure people have heard this, mm -hmm. but she asked. Can your sword cut through my obligations to my father? Whoa. And the and the answer is yes, because it's a sword that can cut through anything. <laughs> but you'd play to find out to see what that meant. Yeah, I I, I love uh, having a like very, uh, you know, just just a truth that's out there that's that's like not formed but then you play and then slowly throughout play that that truth forms into something solid that's really cool yeah it's it's been really fun to see players realize the potential of it mm -hmm. absolutely so i'm wondering uh we have a bit of time would you be able to walk me through uh, creating a character for this oh that'd be fantastic ryan yes i would love to do that awesome let's make some people all right so you, we've got nine potential things to choose from. That's correct. So uh, so roll a d six or roll with choice, and on a seven and nine, <laughs> I'll roll my d nine. Yes. And, and see. Okay. Uh, no, actually, I looked through the list, and uh, one of them that really stood out to me was the space princess. Cool. There's been some really interesting space princesses out there. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes they're aliens. Sometimes they're astronauts. Sometimes they are supernatural beings. And hmm. one time it was a space cat. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, the space princess, um, her keywords are that she is capable, knowledgeable and innovative. Hmm. So she is maybe the the brain, the brainy princess. Mm -hmm. um, she, I, I say she is much like uh, Twilight Sparkle on uh, My Little Pony. Friendship is magic. Twilight okay. Sparkle would be a space princess. Oh, very nice. Awesome. So it, going through the list of things that I need to do for this character, uh, first of all, I need to choose a favorite color for yes, them. Yes, the very first thing you do is choose a favorite color, and it can't so, be black. Okay, so uh, I'll go with my favorite color. Excellent. Uh, which is a dark teal. Oh, Ryan, I have to tell you a secret. Uh-oh. That is my personal favorite color as well. <laughs> it's such a good color. It is. A great, it's a great color. Absolutely. Very cool. All right. So I've got my dark teal princess. Excellent. space. Yes, that's a great space color. So the thing is, I always tell the players is that the favorite color doesn't necessarily mean that's the color costume or equipment right. she wears, but it can be. It um, can be. All right, dark teal. Excellent. Um, so now I need to pick a name. You need to pick a uh, name. I am gonna go with one of the names from the list. Sounds good. And I will pick Astra. Princess Astra. Yes. Princess, the space princess. Princess Astra. 
All right. And now I get to express a truth about yeah. a few things. Yeah. She's got four things to choose from. And since it's yeah. only you and I, I'll be your weaver. Okay. And you will be the princess player. So I'll be the one who has to judge whether things are unpleasant or pleasant. All right. So that's a big burden on me. I'm not used yeah. to that. <laughs> that's all right. Um, so I, I have to express the truth about my helmet, yes. my spacesuit, my ray gun, and myself. That is correct. So my helmet, um, I'm going to say that my helmet lets me see the truth within people. I really like that. And I'm going to tell you, though, that I have to judge that as potentially unpleasant. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> seeing the, re the truth of people, the true nature or whatever, is I don't know if that's always going to be a fun thing for your character. Uh-huh. How do you feel about that? I like it. I okay. Like a little bit of, uh, you know, maybe this isn't the best thing to have on. All the time. <laughs> I'm just going to take, before we talk, I'm going to take off my helmet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm friends with you. I know you. I don't need this helmet. Yeah. No, that's great. So then what you would do, you'll write that phrase down on your character sheet mm -hmm. um, and you'll, but you'll write it in black. Now, the only nice. thing is you do not want your character to have all unpleasant truths. No, definitely not. If that happens, there's a special rule uh -oh. that that character then becomes the Weaver's character and she becomes the adversary Ooh. with a capital A. Okay. Well, we'll try to avoid that. Sounds good. So uh, the furthest I've gotten, someone has gotten to three unpleasant truths on yeah. purpose. They want it to be a troublesome character or at least That's a troubled sense. character. <laughs> All right. Let's see if I can do something better for my spacesuit. Sounds good. Okay. So my spacesuit... Um, Let's see. Okay, my spacesuit keeps me comfortable in any environment. That sounds great. What's interesting about that is that could include social environments. Oh, I like that. I mean, I probably wouldn't. I might say that out loud to the character or the player at the start, but just so we're, as we're talking about this now. Yeah. So, so words matter. That's one of the core <laughs> concepts of Princess World. As I really want to the players, particularly younger players, to understand, yeah. to think about what do words mean and, and why do we say things we say and and what's say what we mean. Yeah, and that, that's a really that's a really lovely um, thing to be teaching kids around that age too, uh, especially through a, a fun game like this. Is you know the words that you say to each other definitely matter. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I like that a lot. So, uh, let's move on. My ray gun. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, my ray gun. Um, this one's a hard one. So some examples that I've had is, um, had a player that said, my ray gun has a stun setting. Ah. And what's implied in that is that it's got other settings. Yeah. But the stun setting is the most, most reliable. Okay. Uh, See, I was I was kind of thinking along the same lines as well. Um, cool. Uh, I, w I was thinking my ray gun only has a stun setting, but I can see that as potentially troublesome. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know what? I think I'm going to go with my ray gun has a stun setting. Okay. Um, because it 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 is the it's kind of this what I wanted. I wanted mm -hmm. to have a thing that was non-deadly, um, but it doesn't limit it in case I need to use my ray gun in another situation, maybe to get out of like a, a cave that collapsed or. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's got more utility and that's, that's why I wouldn't judge that as unpleasant. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, so about myself, a truth about myself. Um, yeah, Th these can be tough sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes people just make narrative statements or, or like descriptive statements, but you're really sort of denying your character power and ability in the game when you do that. So I discourage it. There's a okay. section on your booklet on the playbook that's called ephemera. And that's more about your sort of character description and details. Okay. If something is super significant about your character, um, and that might be thought of as a detail, but you want it to be narratively strong, then you would put it as your truth. Okay. But if you don't care if your character has like dark teal eyes, mm -hmm. like you could say my, my character has dark teal eyes as a truth, but I don't know what you're going to get out of that. Right. Yeah, because that that that's just a kind of a description. Maybe somebody uh, would like people with dark teal eyes or or whatever. But yeah, that 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 wouldn't be too interesting when it comes to a lot of other things in the game. Sometimes people consider like the gender of their princess or the species of their princess in their truths. Mm -hmm. But sometimes those factors aren't relevant to the truth of the character, mm -hmm. like their core. Um, so yeah, we don't assume the gender of the princesses. We lean towards like female pronouns or inclusive pronouns generally when we're describing the princesses. But mm -hmm. if someone definitely wanted their princess to be a boy or mm -hmm. uh, neutral or or whatever they want, and if they wanted it to be important about their character, uh, they would put it in truth. Uh, but if okay. it's just description, they would put it in ephemera. Okay. I'm gonna go with, uh, I am very comfortable in low gravity. Oh. Very comfortable. Yes. I'm, I'm torn just because I'd like to have you have some trouble yeah. that that's potentially unpleasant because the implication in the way it's worded is that you mm -hmm. might be uncomfortable in other gravities. Mm -hmm. So then you as the player get to accept that. Now I've got a hidden agenda when I, as the yeah. weaver, when I say things are unpleasant because mm -hmm. I get this currency called a blot of fade for every unpleasant truth mm. that's at the start of the game. And that lets me, put more trouble into the world. Absolutely. I like that. Okay, so I've defined these four things about myself. So you're accepting that as unpleasant? Yes, I'll accept that as unpleasant. That Excellent. sounds fine. I'm two, two out of four. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. No. So then you would, like in normal PBTA, just like standard, or if there is such a thing as standard PBTA, you yeah. would pick uh, two character moves that are inside your playbook. Okay. Uh, so... Um, I am going to choose um, knowledge is power. Excellent. So when you closely analyze or examine an object or phenomena, you roll with poise and cool stuff happens. Um, and my other rocket is an even bigger rocket. That is a that is a perennial favorite. <laughs> I, personally, it's one of my favorite moves in the game because I love the name. Yeah. So, so this one, uh, you can use your other rocket to travel with others to other realms, regardless of the distance. Uh, and then you get to roll with threads when you do so. That's pretty cool. So yeah, threads are basically a, not exactly a stat, but they're a number. Uh, and it's actually a physical object, an actual strip of paper that represents the strength of the relationship you have with other princesses. Okay. So the more threads you have, the stronger the relationship. Doesn't mean it's yeah. good or bad necessarily, mm -hmm. but the more strongly you're tied to another character, the easier it is for you to get to destinations that they want to go to. Oh, nice. Very cool. I like that. Okay. And then the next one, it says, write, draw, or describe some details about your princess and think about the first impression they give when they meet someone. Interesting. So this would all be openly discussed at the table with the other characters. Mm -hmm. Everyone would be working on their players, so or their princesses. Yeah. So so that makes sense. So 
details about my princess. Um, so I, I'm going to say that she has uh, dark teal hair. Oh, cool. Very sweet. Yeah. Um, and like the lawn flowy. So when she's in zero G without her helmet, it's like just everywhere. Like, it's like a fun. bit. Yeah. She's like a little space flower with her <laughs> dark teal hair. Uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and uh, she generally likes to wear her spacesuit. Uh, but when that's at the cleaners, uh, I imagine that uh, she she wears a, just a just a comfortable uh, dress of various colors, depending on uh, the event or mood. Okay, is she a human? Um, I'm gonna say human adjacent. Okay, that's very cool. Yeah, so humanoid uh, looks relatively human, but um, you know has the the Star Trek alien like something different about her face. Okay, cool, cool. Just a little bit of like brow ridges or, or different yeah. cheeks shape. Yeah, some, something that the FX team uh, can quickly <laughs> throw together uh, without spending six hours in makeup. Sounds good. And if they need more of her species, <laughs> that's easy to get. The... Yep, exactly. And what's her personality like? What does, uh, This is where we sort of look at first impression. Um, I think she is, um, first impressions is shy and like, humble but when you get to know her she is very bubbly oh that's fun yeah and i suppose if she's wearing her spacesuit she'll be comfortable and maybe mm -hmm. that comes out more quickly yes and then she takes it off and then she's like uh guys or whatever <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> no that's very cool that's very cool so then the last thing you would do for your princess is you would distribute initial threats everyone would introduce themselves mm-hmm um, and then you have two questions you would ask the table and other princesses would answer them. Mm -hmm. Do you just want to read out those questions? Yeah, sure. So uh, which one of you has counted stars with me? So then Give one of that character two threads. Yeah. So you would what would happen is another princess would say that was me. And you would write down what that makes you think of that character. Oh, I like that. So it's a, it's basically expressing information about you. Yeah. That the other character now knows. Oh, I like that. And then that's kind of their in to affecting you. Mm -hmm. So they can use those threads because it's two. So um, that means it was a significant encounter. And it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't have to be a positive encounter, yeah. but it was a strong encounter. Okay. And uh, they can use those for different moves in the game. That's really cool. All right. And my other initial thread is which one of you thinks I'm a little quote unquote out there? Yeah, that's always a fun one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a fun one. So you can negotiate with other players about what happened there. Have you discussed at a table? And again, it's this thing for collaboration. Yeah, um, I like that a lot. That's really cool. I like I like these little uh, threads in in lieu of uh, relationship mm -hmm. uh, things in this like standard PBTA stuff. So yeah, they're and they're actually <clears throat> a tool you can use in the game. And when you utilize them, you flip them over so the blank side is up. Mm -hmm. So they've been, that shows they've been used. Okay. But then if you really need to use them, you flip them back over and you put a line through it. Like oh. you've struck, you've like, you've strained the relationship. Okay. And at the end of a session, you hand it back to the player that gave it to you and you ask, how have we changed? And they write oh. something new on the blank side. Oh, that's brilliant. I like that. Thanks. Oh my I, goodness. I'm really happy with that too. And then you can eventually, <laughs> and this, this is this hasn't been developed fully yet. We've been really just getting the core gameplay done, mm -hmm. not the sort of long-term play yet, but eventually, so you can use that currency, the thread to like weave new truths into the world. 
Okay. Or you can form like chains of friendship or bonds of friendship with the other princesses, which means they can't be used for anything else anymore, but now they don't break. Oh. So you've got to decide, are my relationships important or is saving the world or changing the world more important? And you got to kind of balance that with that currency. All right. I'm liking this more and more every every little bit I hear. Awesome. So the the one thing you would do in a in a longer form game of Princess World. Now we'd go on to realm creation, oh. where we you would work to create the uh, the space realm mm-hmm. and detail it and the truths uh, and uh, what are called maybes, which are things that are written in pencil. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I I I can see uh, my character coming from a kind of like an advanced civilization. For sure. Um, and wh- who, who, the civilization has like lots of planets For involved. Sure. And each planet varies in size, very Star Wars-y, right? Um, but the, the, the royal family is kind of uh, on one planet. Okay, so there's like a core world. Yeah, so there's like a core world. And that's why she feels kind of shy at first because she's constantly having to meet new like entirely different cultures effectively and she doesn't know how to fully act since you know this sort of stuff is somewhat new to her and and every interaction is a new one so you can't necessarily so that's kind of neat with her moves so she could uh with her knowledge as power she could try Mm -hmm. to closely examine the social situation and figure out what's going on absolutely Um, and then she, every princess has a special move, which mm-hmm. is like a special knowledge move, which reflects their or represents their sort of unique take mm-hmm. on viewing the world. And uh, the space princess has know your plan. Mm. So when someone puts together a plan, she can look at that plan and go, oh, here are some flaws or here's something we're missing or here's where it's really good. Yeah. Oh, I like that a lot. So that's kind of I kind of put that in there because often there's times when players will make a plan in a game, yeah, and there's no way to like, is this a good plan? Well, I guess we'll yeah. play to find out. Like where characters in a story would know that you know what, if we're going after these guys, they're gonna have this and this, yeah. Without without this, with the game master kind of just exposing everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. I like that. Well, this was really fun. So that's Princess Astra of the Space Realm. I'm really yeah. glad you made it, Ryan. I hope you... Now, here's the one thing that, that I'm really proud of with Princess World. Yeah. Is you can now take uh, Princess Astra into any Princess World game. Oh, yeah. Um, she's portable and her realm travels with her in the sense of you would have a piece of paper that detailed your realm. Yeah. Um, but now you could go to a Princess World game and go, oh, I have a space princess. Let's play. Mm-hmm. And if someone else had a space princess... In PBTA, generally, you have unique playbooks. Yeah. And that's kind of the start of Princess World. Everyone has to pick uniquely. But if you go to another group and someone else has a space princess, mm-hmm. um, you basically ask, are we from the same realm? Yeah. And if they say yes, you swap threads. Oh. And if they say no, you swap threads. Oh. The thing is, if you're from the same realm, it's easier for you to work together. Yeah. And if you're not from the same realms, you have more colors in the world. Oh, I like that. So a lot of these little choices you have to make what's what's important to me as the character or the player, I suppose. Yeah. There's like there's like a whole uh, meta level to oh, this yeah. game. Yes, there is. And that's that's super intentional. Like I don't know yeah. if you've ever heard me talk about the secret heart of games. Like that's kind mm-hmm. of my thing that I go on about. But Princess World definitely has a secret heart. 
And if you talk to me in person, I will tell it to you. Oh. <laughs> but every, um, I would say 90% of the design, design decisions are based on the concept of this game, Secret Heart. Oh, that's very cool. And making those choices is a clue to it. I like that a lot. Awesome. Amazing. Okay. So you have a Kickstarter going on. Yes. Tell me a bit about that. Um, well, <laughs> is there anything uh, you'd like to highlight that we haven't gone over already? Uh, especially if there's any uh, other cool character creation goodies that might well, be coming? There are, in the main book, there are nine core princesses. Mm -hmm. But there are seven more, let me get that right. Yes, seven more mm -hmm. um, extra princesses that'll be coming out as stretch goals. Um, all but two of the princesses were uh, basically sort of ideas my my daughter uh, came up with. Um, we, we just sort of like talked it back and forth and um, she had a lot of ideas of what princesses should be like. And we were able to like cover all of those. Um, a few other people made some suggestions and that let us fill in. So there are a total of, I guess, nine plus seven, 16 princesses. Oh, nice. And uh, there's two sets of three that are thematically grouped as a, as a um, each one is a stretch goal. And then there's a final one that kind of ties things together in, I think, oh, nice. funny way. Um, and uh, that's sort of the, my top stretch goal. And then, uh -huh. um, so I'm super excited about that. And as well, I've gotten a whole bunch of contributors that are going to tell their sort of personal origin stories as becoming gamers oh. for each princess. And those are kind of, un, uh, some are, are open right away from the furry for if we hit our funding goal, but then some of those yeah. are stretch goals as well. Oh, that's really cool. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. It's been it's been in development for about two and a half years. Mm -hmm. um, it debuted at Dreamation 2018 with its very first playtest, and this okay. is this year's Dreamation 2020. And this is I I part of the Kickstarter was to coincide with my daughter's birthday, which is February 19th, and the Kickstarter started on February 18th, and uh, as well as Dreamation is happening this time. So I'm it just worked out fortuitously, I think, yeah. and I'm really happy with it. That's really cool. I, I love coincidences that work out like that. Yeah, it was really it's cool. I feel like the fates are aligning the threads together. Absolutely. All right. Is there anything else that you wanted to go over? I think we covered a good amount of this. This is, yeah. uh, I think you've, you've made a cool princess. Uh, definitely write it out if you can and bring it mm -hmm. with you. And hopefully we can meet together and actually have Princess Astra play. Yeah. I, I really, really want to play this game. Awesome. Very cool. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for joining me to talk about Princess World. My pleasure, Ryan. I'm really glad you invited me on. Mm -hmm. So uh, could you remind everyone where they can find you online? You can find me on Twitter with at Kevin Petker, which is at K-E-V-I-N-P-E-T-K-E-R. I can also be found on itch.io with kpetker.itch.io. And um, on Kickstarter right now, if you search for Prince Wor Princess World, oh man, I should say it the right way, uh, for Princess World, a game of girls who rule. <laughs> awesome. Again, thank you so much for joining me in this special bonus episode of Character Creation Spotlight. And thanks to everyone for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to check out Princess World, uh, the Kickstarter, which kicked off last week. Uh, we will have a link in the show notes uh, so you can go right to our notes and get right to the Kickstarter. Uh, and we will be back at our regular time next week. We'll see you then.
Character Creation Cast is a production of the One Shot Podcast Network and can be found online at www.charactercreationcast.com. Head to the website to get more information on our hosts, this show, and even our press kit. Character Creation Cast can also be found on Twitter at CreationCast or on our Discord server at discord.charactercreationcast.com. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Bolter, and I can be found on Twitter at LordNeptune or online at LordNeptune.com. Our other host, Amelia Antrim, can be found on Twitter at Ginger Reckoning. Music for this episode is used with a Creative Commons license or with permission from the podcast they originated from. Further information can be found within the show notes. Our main theme music is Hero Remix by Steve Combs and is used with a Creative Commons license. This podcast is owned by us under Creative Commons. This episode was edited by Ryan Bolter. Further information for the game systems used and today's guests can be found in the show notes. If you'd like to leave us a rating or review, we have links to various review platforms out there, including Apple Podcasts, in our show notes. Also, check the show notes for links to our other projects. Thanks for joining us. And remember, we find that the best part of any role-playing game is character creation. So go out there and create some amazing people. We will see you next time. Now we gotta read some show blurbs. Show blurbs. Show blurbs. Show blurbs. Show blurbs. Character Creation Cast is hosted by the One Shot Podcast Network. If you enjoyed our show, visit OneShotPodcast.com, where you will find other great shows like One Shot. The most fun way to learn about new games is to play. On One Shot, you can discover the amazing variety in RPGs by listening to actual play. Every week, James D'Amato brings you a new episode with a talented cast of improvisers, game designers, and other notable nerds. At least once a month, OneShot features a new system exploring a wide variety of genres. The stories are self-contained, so you can jump in anywhere, and it's a great way to find your new favorite game. Discover the magic of RPGs with OneShot and your favorite podcast app.